to you, Mr. President, of our support and cooperation during your term in office, and look forward to working with you on our common agenda as one of your Vice Presidents. Our appreciation goes to your predecessor, His Excellency Morgan Likatov, whose term in office coincided with the adoption of three development frameworks, the Sustainable Development Goals, the Addis Ababa Agenda, and the Paris Agreement. President Likatov worked tirelessly in strengthening the role and authority of the General Assembly. He has put in place an open, inclusive, and transparent process in the selection of the new UN General, uh, Secretary General. The new Secretary General is expected to take up office come January 2017. I think for the first time in 70 years, the General Assembly interacted with all aspiring candidates. We wish all candidates all the best in their bid for the position and leave an open invitation to the incoming Secretary General to consider visiting the Abbey Isles. Mr. President, His Excellency Ban Ki-moon's tenure as Secretary General comes to a close at the end of this year. We join others in paying tribute for his exemplary leadership at the helm of our organization. The Secretary General has, over the years, worked for the benefit of all and has been the voice of reason, particularly on the issue of climate change. He remains the first and only Secretary General to have visited Solomon Islands since we joined this August body 38 years ago. It was also under his term that the UN country presence in Solomon Islands was upgraded. We have every confidence that his successor could further upgrade Solomon Islands UN country presence to a fully-fledged country office. We remain steadfast and our commitment to work with the Secretary General in the remaining four months ahead and thank him for his sterling service to Solomon Islands and humanity. Mr. President, last year was a year of agreement and adoption of frameworks. This year must be about operationalizing the agreement and implementing frameworks. It is in this regard Solomon Islands welcomes this session's theme, the Sustainable Development Goals, a universal push to transform our world. We commend you in putting together and implementing SDG team in your office. We look forward to working with you in unlocking the means of implementation in realizing the full and effective implementation of the Sustainable Development Goals. I am indeed proud to say Solomon Islands has begun work in domesticating sustainable development goals by uh, integrating them to our 2016 to 2035 national development strategy. The national development strategy provides a clear, coherent, and harmonized whole of government approach in delivering on our national policies and programs. Mr. President, the, the WIC's high-level meeting addressing large movements of refugees and migrants was an opportunity to also examine the issue of climate displaced populations and environmental migrants with a serious eye. The international community must do more in assisting small islands developing states 
to manage population displaced by climate change via a global mechanism. Current treaties are inadequate to address people forced out by climate change. We call for a legal framework to address and protect the rights of forced climate migrants and compensate climate-impacted populations for the loss of their livelihood. Mr. President, Solomon Islands is the current chair of the Pacific Island Development Forum, PIDF. PIDF is a bold attempt to address the issues of sustainable development through a structured and inclusive approach with the tripartite leadership of government, the private sector, and civil society. The IDF offers a seamless link for the Pacific Island countries to the high-level political forum processes envisaged under the future we want. Mr. President, Solomon Islands welcome the Paris Agreement, and I congratulate COP21 Presidency, France, for its leadership in restoring trust and confidence in the multilateral system. We now have the Paris Agreement with legal obligations to implement the 1992 United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. I'm pleased to announce Solomon Islands has ratified the Paris Agreement and submitted our instrument of ratification two days ago. We are all duty-bound to strengthen the agreement and make it work. We, however, remain concerned that ambition under the Paris Agreement remains alarmingly low to limit warming to well below 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial level. And Solomon Islands appeal to developed countries to scale up the ambition of their respective intended nationally determined contribution in order to protect the integrity of the Paris Agreement. We hope in Marrakesh we can do more in placing the Paris Agreement on firmer foundation by taking concrete steps in closing the pre-2020 ambition gap. Solomon Islands, therefore, urges countries who have not ratified the Doha Amendment under Kyoto Protocol to do so as soon as possible. I also welcome the decision taken by the parties to the Montreal Protocol last December to phase down the production and consumption of hydrofluorocarbons under the treaty. We hope big emitters in industrial countries see the urgency of preventing a runaway climate change and ratify the Paris Agreement and albeit uh, early entry into force. Mr. President, this year, scientists reported that five of our islands were claimed by the sea due to human-induced sea level rise, with six others severely eroded. The acceleration of sea level rise and ocean acidification remains serious concern for us. Delaying action to tackle climate change comes at a cost, and we in the SIDS, Small Island Development State, and the least developed countries are unnecessarily put in harm's way by the lack of commitment to act by some. Mr. President, the Solomon Islands welcomes and supports the Moroccan COP22 presidency for its initiative to convene a facilitative dialogue in unlocking the means of implementation to operationalize the Paris Agreement. Solomon Islands further welcomes the decision of the Green Climate, Climate Fund 
to disperse $2.5 billion by December 2016. Solomon Island is in the midst of securing the Green Climate Fund to fund one of our hydro, hydropower projects. We remain grateful to partners like Japan, United Arab Emirates, Italy, and the Republic of China for their ongoing renewable energy assistance to Solomon Islands. Mr. President, I am pleased to announce that Solomon Islands just deployed five police officers for United Nations peacekeeping duty. We intend to step up on our global responsibility and send more officers to other missions abroad in the near future. On the regional front, Solomon Islands registered its gratitude to all 15 Pacific Island Forum member, members, including Australia and New Zealand, for their steadfast partnership and commitment to Solomon Islands over the last 13 years. The regional assistance mission to Solomon Islands, Ramsey, is withdrawing, winding down, and, and will exit in June 2017. Solomon Islands is engaging with various partners, including Australia and New Zealand, on post-Ramsey arrangements. Mr. President, Solomon Islands remains committed to Sustainable Development Goal 16. We have, we have uh, conducted national uh, reconciliation outreaches and would like to thank the United Nations for availing peace building fund for utilization in Solomon Islands. And currently, we are undertaking legislative reforms as well as land reforms, including in investing in nation building economic investment. We are committed to unifying our rich, culturally diverse population. Mr. President, on the issue of ocean, I am pleased to inform the Assembly that Solomon Islands is developing a national ocean governance framework. The framework will rationalize and enhance coordination and the implementation of all ocean-related legislation. Solomon Islands has some of the world's most diverse, rich marine species and is a member of the Coral Triangle Initiative. The Coral Triangle Initiative affords us a coordinated approach to marine and coastal management with the leadership of the government and focus on people-centered natural resource management. We are mindful of the, global, of the growing global attention to ocean and welcome the Assembly's decision to convene the United Nations Conference on Ocean and Seas next year. Some islands also support the establishment of a new agreement to deal with biodiversity of areas beyond national jurisdiction. There is no single ocean entry point in the multilateralism system, and I call for the establishment of a World Ocean Authority. The Ocean Authority will coordinate all ocean-related treaties, entities, and programs, and move beyond the current sectoral approach to a single holistic and comprehensive framework. Mr. President, fisheries contribute significantly to the economies, to the economies of the Pacific. Tuna has integrated economies of the Pacific into the global market. This year, Pacific Small Island Developing States celebrated Tuna Day here at the, at the United Nations. And I hope it becomes an annual event and will explore the possibility of bringing a resolution to the General Assembly to declare the 2nd of May as, tuna, as World Tuna Day internationally. Solomon Islands 
is a member of the, of the parties to the Nauru Agreement. We believe in rights-based approach to fisheries management that guarantees resource owners their fair share of the benefits. The Vessel Day Scheme is one such rights-based mechanism. It has significantly increased the economic uh, returns frontier uh, from, our, from our tuna. Mr. President, I am pleased to note that one of Solomon, Island, Solomon Island's four submitted continental shelf claims to the United Nations Commission on the limits of the continental shelf is now awaiting decision by the Commission. The joint Federated States of Micronesia, Papua New Guinea, Solomon Islands claim on Ontong Java Plateau uh, concluded its interaction with the sub-commission in August this year. Solomon Islands would like to acknowledge the efforts of the joint de delegation and thank the Department of Ocean and Legal Affairs Assistance through its trust fund. We encourage all who are blessed with resources to contribute to the fund. I thank the Commonwealth Secretary for the technical support rendered to the joint delegation and hope that similar support could be extended to the remaining claims. Mr. President, Solomon Islands recognizes the fundamental right of Taiwan 23 million people to participate meaningfully in the United Nations specialized bodies. In Solomon Islands, find Taiwan's limited and restricted participation with the World Health Organization system regrettable, especially at a time when the, when the spread of infectious diseases is impacting our children and need everyone to assist. We call for Taiwan's open and free access to all World Health Organization meetings. Similarly, Taiwan remains unjustly on the fringes of ICAO decision-making processes. Taiwan manages more than a million flights of 58 million passengers through Taipei flight information region. We also call for Taiwan's predictable and certain participation in ECAO gatherings. There has always been two political systems along the Taiwan Strait. The reality is the world works with one and turns a blind eye to the other. Implementation of the 2030 Agenda calls for all hands on deck. Let us put the interest of humanity and work with all, including Taiwan. Mr. President, this is Solomon Islands' second year as chair of the five-member Melanesian Spearhead Group, MSG. MSG has established, has established uh, a sub-regional humanitarian emergency and emergency response coordinating, uh, uh, coordinating center to respond to disasters in our sub-region. The increasing occurrence of of severe tropical cyclones requires timely international and regional responses to complement nationally-led disaster management responses. MSG recently concluded negotiations on a new MSG trade agreement. The new agreement, once signed by the four states, will deepen closer economic integration amongst the states. Mr. President, MSG continues to follow the question of Nicola Downey on the United Nations agenda. We wish the people of Nicoladonia all the best as they prepare to decide on their political future in 2018. Solomon Islands reaffirms 
is support for the inalienable rights of the people of the territory of French Polynesia, pursuant to annual resolutions of the General Assembly beginning in 2013. And Solomon Islands continues to request the administrating power to work and cooperate with the United Nations Special Committee on the question of French Polynesia and hope a C-24 visit will, have, will happen soon. Mr. President, Solomon Islands is gravely concerned about the human rights violation against Melanesians in West Papua. Human rights violations in West Papua and the pursuit for self-determination of West Papua are two sides of the same coin. Many reports on human rights violations in West Papua emphasize the inherent corroboration between the right of self-determination that results in direct violation of human rights by Indonesia and its attempts to smother any form of opposition. The principle of sovereignty, Mr. President, is paramount in any institution whose core rationale is the respect for sovereignty. Now, if the jurisdiction of sovereignty rests on a series of decisions that are questionable, then there is a case to challenge the legality of the argument of sovereignty as is the case of the New York Agreement and the, and the, and the Act of Free Choice. Solomon Islands adds its voice to those of other member countries and civil society organizations who are concerned about human rights violations in the Papua and, and West Papua regions of Indonesia. As the chair of the Melanesian Spirit Group, that includes Indonesia as an associate member and the United Liberation Movement of West Papua as an observer, Solomon Islands affirms the need for constructive engagement with Indonesia and looks forward to cooperating with Indonesia to address the violation of human rights in West Papua. Mr. President, Solomon Islands welcomes the restoration of relations between Cuba and the United States of America. Solomon Islands continues to call on its friend and partner, the United States of America, to work towards completely lifting the embargo. On South-South Cooperation, I would like to register my appreciation to Cuba for the medical scholarships offered to our students. And I am pleased to see the growing number of graduates returning to serve our people. Thank you very much. Mr. President, the Beijing, Beijing Program of Action remains a source of guidance and inspirations on gender equality and gender empowerment. Solomon Islands remains committed to the full, effective, and accelerated implementation of the program, which would enable the realization of gender goals and targets under these sustainable development goals. In April of this year, my government welcomed the entry into force of the Family Protection Act. My government's continued legal reform program will result in laws that complement the functions of the Act. Mr. President, reform of the United Nations Security Council remains elusive. We urge you to build on the work carried out in the last session in making the Council more accountable, representative, and transparent. Solomon Islands and fellow SIDS continue to seek a dedicated seat for small island developing states in the non-permanent seat category in the Council. In closing, Mr. President, the journey, the journey to implement the Sustainable Development Goals have begun. This Assembly will be assured, will be measured on our success in unlocking the means 
tools and resources to transform our people's lives and guarantee them a sustainable future. Let us not fail our people. Thank you very much, Mr. President.